0: Good morning, everyone. Our service today will be a little different. Uh, I'm just warning you. Uh, We're going to try something that uh, will be both instructive as well as uh, inspiring, I hope. You'll notice, however, that as we gather, let's uh, pull our hearts and our lives and our minds and our thoughts together uh, with a word of prayer. Almighty God, you pour out the spirit of grace and supplication on all who desire it. Deliver us from cold hearts and wandering thoughts. And with steady minds and burning zeal, we may worship you in spirit and in truth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As we gather today, the peace of Christ rules in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. Today, there's not going to be a sermon. In other words, there's not going to be a sermon from me to you. But there's going to be a sermon from us to us. Okay? And we're going to practice a very ancient study tool as a way to teach ourselves... Hopefully, I will be teaching you, and you will also be teaching me, okay? By using a skill called Lectio Divina, okay? Simply means divine reading. And this is the kind of thing that we do with the college students in order to get them to study the scriptures in a way that's different than what they may have learned in Sunday school. I would like to simply teach you the practice for your own use, uh, so that, as a as a product of today's worship service, not only will you be inspired by each other, but you will have learned a way that you can take any piece of scripture and study it for your own personal benefit. Okay, now I'll throw in some things along the way this morning. Don't don't uh, don't doubt that. But it will be a way of studying scripture that will be of help to you, I think, in the future. Okay, so. Knowing that, let's move into worship. Our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Grace to you and peace from God our creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Seek the Lord that God may be found. We delight in God's decrees more than riches. We will meditate on God's words and fix our eyes on God's words. Come, let us worship the Lord. As we journey through the Lenten season, let us focus our hearts and minds on the mercy of God and the power of God's loving kindness to forgive us, to renew us, and to restore us to abundant life in the Son of Man. Let us pray. God of steadfast love, forgive us any unloving and unlovely actions and words. God of unchanging love, as this community of faith We confess the times when our love for the world falls short of your love for us. God of unlimited love, forgive us for too often replacing love with judgment. Merciful and loving God, help us to empty ourselves of all that hinders your life-giving love to shine through our lives. Strengthen us with your spirit to be credible witnesses of your love as we experience it in and through Jesus, your Son, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Out of great love for us, even when we were dead through our sins, made us alive together with Christ. For by grace we have been saved through faith and this is not of our own doing. It is the gift of God. And so I declare to you in Jesus Christ we are loved and we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And so, let us live. as we come to the reading of God's word let's pray lift up your hearts let us lift them to the Lord our God gracious father whose blessed son jesus christ came from down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world evermore give us this bread that we may live that he may live in us and we in him who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one God, now and forever. Amen. Now, as Troy comes, what we're going to be doing is Troy is going to read the text three times. The first time he's going to read it, and I don't want you to follow in your bulletins. I want you to lay the bulletin aside. Just listen. Okay? First time he's going to read it, just listen to it. Okay? And listen for a word. Just one word that touches your heart or stimulates your mind or grabs you in terms of an action. Okay? So simply listen and then
1: we'll respond. I kind of have a cold, so if I start to cough, just bear with me. Bless you. Uh, the word of the word of the Lord from Peter chapter one, verses two to eleven. May grace and peace be yours in abundance and the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord, his divine power, given us everything needed for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own. Uh, it's kind of cut off here, so I'm just going to read from here. Sorry, Can, Should I start over since it was kind of cut off? All right. Sorry about that. See, it's kind of... Oh, yeah. Okay. May grace and peace be yours in abundance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Thus he has given us, through these things, his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust, and may become participants in the divine nature. For this very reason, you must make every effort to support your faith with goodness, and goodness with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with endurance, and endurance with godliness, and godliness with... ...with mutual affection, and mutual affection with love. For if these things are yours and are increasing among you, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For anyone who lacks these things is short-sighted and blind, and is forgetful of the cleansing of past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more eager to confirm your call and election... For if you do this, you will never stumble. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you. A word
0: that stuck out in your mind, touched your heart, or spurred some kind of thought or action from the first reading. Godliness. Promises. Abundance, peace, given, precious, Precious. divine, endurance, Endurance. richly provided, provided. Mm -hmm. eager, Eager. Eager. Mm -hmm. hope, Okay, he's going to read it now a second time. <clears throat> I'm going to ask he reads it pronouncedly slower. Not because he did it wrong, but because that's part of the, di- the, the discipline. To read it very pronounced, pronouncedly slower. And then listen for a phrase, not just a word, but a phrase that catches you or that stimulates a thought or an action not just a word but a whole phrase okay
1: and then we'll share that with each other again may grace and peace be yours in abundance in the knowledge of god and of our and of jesus our lord his divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Thus he has given us, through these things, his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust and may become participants in the divine nature. For this very reason, you must make every effort to support your faith with goodness and goodness with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with endurance, and endurance with godliness, and godliness with mutual affection, and mutual affection with love. For if these things are yours and are increasingly, I mean, increasing among you, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ." For anyone who lacks these things is short-sighted and blind, and is forgetful of the cleansing of past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more eager to confirm your call and election, for if you do this, you will never stumble. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be richly provided for you. Phrase. A phrase that stuck out to you,
0: touched you, that motivated a thought or some kind of action. <laughs> Endurance with godliness. And what was yours, Helmut? I, I'm sorry, I still couldn't. Make every effort to support your faith. Thank you. Yes, Judy. His divine power has given us everything. Very good. Yes, Michael. Participants in the divine nature. Alice. So that through these we may escape the corruption of this world. What? Knowledge with self-control. Very good. Yes? Entry into the eternal kingdom. Okay, good. Yes, Phyllis? Mutual affection. affection. Be all the more eager to confirm your call and election. Okay? Now, I'm going to ask him to do it one more time, and this time you may follow along and read in your bulletin, of course. He's going to read it for a third time, and then we're going to do some interpretation together of the text. Okay? I'm going to ask you some interpretation questions, and we'll answer them together. All right? One more time.
1: May grace and peace be yours in abundance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything needed for life. ...and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Thus He has given us, through these things, His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust, and may become participants in the divine nature. For this very reason, you must make, ef- make every effort to support your faith with goodness, and goodness with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control... And self-control with endurance, and endurance with godliness, and godliness with mutual affection, and mutual affection with love. For if these things are yours, and are increasingly among among you, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For anyone who lacks these things is short-sighted and blind, and is forgetful of the cleansing of past sins. Therefore... Brothers and sisters, be all the more eager to confirm your call and election. For if you do this, you will never stumble. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you.
0: In the third stage of Lectio Divina, you ask yourself, questions about the text, and you begin each question with the same two words. Okay? I wonder. I wonder what something means, or I wonder why he said that, or I wonder what that has to do with, or whatever. Every observation question begins with those two very simple words, I wonder. And then each question becomes a place where you can stop and think and meditate. And then begin, perhaps, to answer the question in your own way, from your own perspective. Right? So what I'd like to do is give you an opportunity to ask the, the questions. Okay? Let's take one at a time and give some time afterward for each of us to give some thoughts about the questions answered. So anyone who has an I wonder... About this text. Yes, my mic is on. It's not working. You can't hear. it. Is it better if I stand back here? Can you hear that better? Okay. What do you wonder about any of the part of this of this text? I wonder what they mean by knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. What kind of knowledge could that be? I wonder if it's more than data kind of knowledge or information. Is the writer talking about what you can get out of a book? Or is the writer talking about something that you experience? I wonder what knowledge of God and Jesus Christ Knowledge of God is knowing that you are forgiven and accepted by God. So, in other words, you're saying that the knowledge is more experiential in nature. Okay? Involves the whole sense of being forgiven. God sees us. Okay. God is aware. Very good. Yeah? We can feel God's presence. So knowing has something to do with our feelings, our sensations. Okay? Very good. Uh-huh. So what we know in our heads affects our hearts. Very good. Any other i wonders about the text? Right. I wonder what our duty is to deal with corruption in the world. What does the text say about that? Is there anything that it's in the text that addresses how we face corruption in the world. You have to become a participant in the divine nature of God, okay? That is definitely a part of what it means to face corruption in the world. That could be a whole other why wonder question. Mike? Okay, escape corruption, okay. Okay, so it doesn't address it as a, in a sense of doing something about it, but to escape it. Okay, so that you're not touched by it. Okay, All right. what else does the text say about what we do to escape the corruption of the world? We share in the divine nature. So what does it say? It says that if you want, to, in fact, to escape the corruption, you've got to begin to do what? You've got to begin to mature and grow. You've got to go from one stage to another. You've got to move on from knowing something to being something. Okay. So that how we escape corruption has to do with our own spiritual development, our own personal development. Each of those phrases um, that he includes in there uh, knowledge with self-control, goodness with knowledge, self-control with endurance, all of those are steps, you see, of increasing spiritual maturity. And endurance with godliness, and godliness with mutual affection, and mutual affection with love. And what do we know about the nature of God? God is... Okay. So insofar as we love, we share in the divine nature. Okay? So spiritual growth is the way we confront or escape, if you will, the corruption of the world. Right? And that's a process. Are there any other wonder? I wonder statements? Yes, Phyllis. Okay. Why is self-control important? What is that all about? I wonder what self-control is and what it's all about, why it's important. It's, it has the Greek word "auto" in it, a u t t o. Okay, it's auto uh, gnosis, and it's in other words, self-knowledge, self, uh, the ability to understand who I am and how I work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. in, in, in the sense of, of control, if control means having power over, yeah, it does. Okay, but in the Greek sense, knowing who I am is having control over who I am. Okay, in other words, the, the, the nature of the Greek word is um, self-knowledge is knowing who I am, myself. Okay? In the cycle of, in, in, the, in the process of spiritual development, if we're not honest with ourselves about our own sinful nature, then we're not going to grow. We're not going to be able to progress towards the love of God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. James, did you have an observation? Did you have an observation? I saw your hand go up. No? Okay. Okay. Any other i wonders from the text? Yeah, I will. What she's asking is in the in the second part of the passage, it reads for anyone who lacks these things is shortsighted and blind and is forgetful of the cleansing of past sins. And Judy is wondering whether Do I have to be completely mature in order to um, avoid being short-sighted and blind? Or is it just a matter of being participant in the process to avoid being short-sighted and blind? To make every effort towards that process. Because there's some sense in which as long as we're not completely mature, we are going to be short-sighted and blind about something. Or at some level, anyway. So it's confirming your call. It's not completing it. It's a matter of being in the process, working at it. Okay? So what does it mean then? I wonder what it means to confirm your call and election. Who calls and who elects? So confirming my call and election is listening to God's will for my life at any given stage. And that could change as life circumstances change. Okay. Michael. The election, the, the language for election here is your call and election. The your is, is the possessive uh, adjective for both call and election, and election is the same word for God's choosing us. Okay? So it's not a matter of us choosing God, but rather God choosing us. So both the call and the election are originating with God. Okay? When I walk into the election booth, on what basis do I have the ability to choose? You're a citizen. You have a right. Okay? That is all that we're saying when we say we are elect. Okay? It is not a matter of we're better than anybody. It simply says that we are a member of the family. Okay? Election is simply a way of saying God has chosen us to be a member of the family. Okay? Yes. Yes. That's, I think you're very right, Alice. I think it's a matter of our work is to work on confirming the call and election, which are already ours. Yes, I agree with you. It's a collective ours. It's all of creation. It's all human beings. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's you see is part of what Tom was 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 concerned about before. No one denies free choice, free agency, in the whole do- doctrine of election and predestination. It's a matter of that is the beginning of our ability to choose. If God does not choose us, there is no way we can choose God, because the separation between God and man, created by sin, is an un crossable gulf. Precisely. Welcome into... welcome. And no one of us and no one of us knows who will make that choice and who will not. Yes. There's definite choose words there. The the verbs are definitely actions that we have to take. Okay? So it's not a matter of this happens magically, automatically, or... um, evolutionarily it's a matter of it's a deliberate choice on our part we have to make choices about where we are in this process okay okay very good so by responding in, in towards spiritual growth and sport towards spiritual maturity the ripple effect of that is to overcome corruption in the larger world as well okay and I think I think that's the beauty you see of the whole process the whole process of becoming spiritually mature is not that I'm going to become free of sin or sin is going to disappear or somehow or other I'm not going to have any sinful um, aspects to my, my will or my choice or my thoughts but rather that I am being forgiven for those sins and that remembering that I am being forgiven is based on those precious promises that are, that are replete throughout the scriptures. That allows me then to spiritually mature. Okay? Now, you can see by what happened in the discussion how answering I-Wonder questions can lead to the deep thoughts of the whole text. And that is what this practice is all about. It's about reading a passage of scripture doing these three steps and then beginning to penetrate the very thought behind it. And allowing that thought then to stimulate us throughout the day. Okay? So this is a very simple way that you could do devotions every morning. It's very simple. Take Take a passage or a paragraph, read it each of the three times, pick a word, pick a phrase, and then ask, what does it mean? I wonder. Okay? I hope that's been helpful to you. And I hope our discussion has been helpful as well. Let's pray. Almighty God, you have given us your holy word and your spirit to interpret that word. We are grateful for the opportunity to be able to share it, to live it, to believe it, and to base our lives upon it. We ask for the grace, O Lord, uh, to continue in this path towards knowledge of you, our God and our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed found in your bulletin. Together let us confess, saying, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, was born of the Virgin Mary, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. may be seated. God has given us great and wonderful gifts in all that we are and have and are able to do. The grace that God gives to us is expressed in our giving of our tithes and offerings and gifts. Give thanks to the Lord our God, it is right to offer thanks and praise. God of all mercies, we give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people. Give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. I'm simply going to open with a word of open uh, prayer. And if you would simply speak out loud the names of those that you would like us to pray or remember for and then we will close with the Lord's prayer. Okay? Let's pray. We are always before your presence, and you are always with us. And so our hearts and our lives are always known to you. Therefore, what we are about to do is simply share with you those things upon our hearts and lives, O Lord, that are significant, that we want to emphasize to you as something that touches us, that has implications for our lives as well. So we share with you our concerns this morning. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy, and we continue in prayer, praying as Jesus taught us, boldly saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we come to close, I simply want to invite everyone to join us for coffee after the service in the parlor. Uh, and also to remind you that this Wednesday is the monthly food delivery for the pantry. And if you are free and able to join us between 10.30 and 11.30, um, we'd, we'd appreciate having some extra hands. It will never take more than half an hour to get everything off the truck and into the pantry storage area. So, okay, then let's close in turning to hymn number 89 in the green hymnal, Lord, we hear your word with gladness.